At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit. Don't miss your free chance to tune into Benzinga's very own bootcamp series on November 20th. If you're looking to dive into new concepts and grow your account, this one's for you. This is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep. All right, all right, all right. Good morning, everybody. How are we doing? Yesterday may well have been Spencer's Portfolio Reports Earnings Day because we got Disney reporting. We got SoFi reporting. We'll talk about that. We got a firm. We got to talk about Beyond Meat. Uh, there are so many big movers up, big movers down. As I go into my movers tool in Benzinga Pro, Fossil Group, for some reason, up 35% today. Oh, we got to talk about Open Door, right? We got to talk about, uh, uh, we, we should probably hit on the big IPO from yesterday, Rivian. We'll talk about that. Uh, we will start the show by talking about Tesla, I would imagine. Um, Elon did what he said he was going to do. He sold a lot of shares uh, this week, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Uh, those filings all hit after hours last night. We'll talk about them, what they mean, what they don't mean, and maybe what will come down the road from Elon. But first, let's bring on – oh, and also, before I bring on Joel, our two guests today. Mark Shaken. It's been a while since, since we've spoken to Mark. Mark will be on the show at 8.15 today. And then Peter Tuckman, the Einstein of Wall Street, on the show at 9. But first – Let's bring on Joel O'Connor and his charts. Joel, good morning. How are, you, how are we doing today? I got a new nickname for you. Oh, gosh. Are you ready? Yes. No. Yes. Chipper. Chipper? Okay. Yeah. Because you're always so chipper now in the morning. You're like, oh, like, yes, and yes, and yes. And it's like you're so there's, excited. Well, I'm only excited on the days when there's a lot to talk about. On the days when there's not a lot to talk about, I'm not excited. You know right. what? Lately, there's been a lot to talk about. That's why I'm always day. excited. <laughs> Let's bring up the charts here. How are we All doing? right, we're up 16 and a quarter handles by the dip. Works for the 47,000th time. Up 16 and a half handles, 58.50. Pre-market high, 61.50. Uh, let's just see. Let's see if we take out that pre-market high and uh, get back up to the close, uh, the two-day close at 78 and a quarter. Uh, crude's on its heels a little bit, down 45 cents at 80.88. 80, 
Gold in the green by 1230, 18.60 and a half. Silver in the green, two, 21 cents. Knocking on the door, 25. Bitcoin, the old make a new high and go down trick. That's down 645 at 65,430. And Ethereum futures are going the opposite way. You arms got to get this right. Up $81.25 at 47.31 even. And let's bring in the best dressed man on Wall Street. Look at this. I even changed my shirt. I was going to go for the third three days in a row, but Spencer advised me that I shouldn't uh, wear the Benzinga shirt for the third day in a row here. So I went blue for you, Joel. I just and did you know what I did you. last night? What'd you do? For the first time since February of 2020? You went to a Michigan basketball game. Exactly. Yep. Yep. And did I they win? They won. They, they look okay. They, uh, they no, no, no. They didn't look good. Come on. They didn't look good. I watched a little bit. They don't. You don't need to look good against the Buffalo Bisons. Did you see how many players he put in there? No, no, I didn't. He, he rotated a lot, but uh, I would say eighty-seven and a half percent people were were wearing masks, and uh, it was fun. It was fun. So yeah, awesome. back to first indoor sporting event. When I'm going to a concert, I don't know. But, uh, a lot of singing it, going on at concerts. Yeah, a, a lot, lot of shouting at matches and a lot of yeah, singing yeah. going on. I don't know what's yep. worse, singing or shouting. So. I'm so not what going do you to talk about, yet. Dennis? Are you getting killed on anything today? Uh, you know what? Actually, no. Which is like the first day this week that I'm not slaughtered on something. So I'm sure in the long-term portfolio, I'm slaughtered on something. There's a lot of stocks moving down 30%. I probably have one or two of them. Although I don't have the Disney, and I called that one out. So maybe we should yeah, start with the start House with of the Mouse. Mouse. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I tweeted out right before, three minutes before. I was like, I was nervous about this report. And I was worried. You know I've been ner- nervous. I've been talking about it in the Disney. Can we start, with Elon? Can we start with Elon, please? I, 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 oh, Elon, is that what the- Disney? No, no, okay, go to what's Elon. What's it we say on the order. Right. Joel, Joel, we didn't read. We got to look and read the right thing. It's right on the screen. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting the, the call from Maz right now. It says, follow the script. We talked about and We this. didn't. Look, we jumped right over Elon because we talked to Elon forever. I got sick of talking. We were talking at the pre-pre-market show when we were prepping it. So I kind of thought we already talked about it, but we haven't talked about it on the air. So no. let's go. Elon sells. Yay. So, yes, Monday, here, here's the timeline of events. Monday, Elon Musk exercised a little over 2 million uh, stock options, uh, sold about half of those on Monday. Uh, Tuesday and Wednesday, sold another 3.5 million shares. Uh, those, those sales were worth around $3.9 billion. So, in all, he sold a little less than uh, $5 billion worth of stock over the last three days. Now, some of those sales were pre-planned. It says it in the filing, and I can actually share my screen and show you. Let's, um, let's see this. Show us the pro. Show us where to get this these numbers, yeah. because if oh. you're a subscriber to Benzinga Pro, and a lot of our listeners are, show us how to do this. So I'm on like the Benzinga Pro home screen right now. I'll go full screen here. I'm on like the Benzinga Pro home screen. This is the default screen for everybody. I went to newsfeed. You go to newsfeed. You change your sources. I've got Benzinga Wire. I'm going to un- uncheck that, and I'm going to check SEC. Okay, that's all your SEC I'm going to click files. Done. These are all your SEC filings, and then I don't I don't care about XRTX or Lucid this morning, but I do care about Tesla. So I'll just search for Tesla here on the top there. TSLA. Oh, but a bing, but a boom. Holy mackerel! It is a lot of sales. That's a lot <laughs> of sales. It's a, and so the first one you will notice here 
came out at 6.24 p.m. last night. That's the one I tweeted. Right. This was the one that showed him exercising his options. Uh, And you can see here, if you scroll down, it'll show you, uh, uh, you know, all the transactions. These are from Monday, right? These are all transactions from Monday. Um, Part of that original uh, options expiration. Uh, No, not expiration. Um, Exercise. 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 Thank you. Um, And... And yeah, so and, and these were pre-planned, because the, the, it says it right there, right? Boom, rule ten B five one, right? Pre-planned sale. That's what that means. And look when How it was adopted. Was look that? when it was adopted, September fourteenth. Yep. Boom. Right there. So, so I just you know, and and obviously you know we've got a lot of people on Twitter saying the same thing was he put out this poll last weekend well after september 14th should i sell my tesla holdings when he already had the plan in place yep to sell so and that's, the, that's the poll in itself was just bs basically oh, yeah, it, it was for fun it, it was, was for fun so yeah. uh, he already had the plan in place maybe if the poll was negative he would have pulled the plan maybe that's the case but the mean plan negative was by meaning well he... before that twitter poll came out how many shares was that do we know the aggregate for tuesday uh yeah for all it, the days two uh yeah what, what two a little over two million shares okay on tuesday and that was on uh no, tuesday? tuesday no no this is monday this monday is Ooh, we haven't even gotten to tuesday or wednesday yet oh that ooh, <laughs> there were 33 million traded that day so if you got a piece for two million mm, that that's a decent chunk, a chunk of the volume that's so a anyway. chunk that's a chunk so that was monday and then you go to all the rest of these filings this is this is all tuesday and wednesday Right. Okay. Uh, and these were not planned. These were not part of the 10B1 filing. Okay. Let me get rid of that there. So, um, again, uh, uh, about three and a half million shares uh, sold between Tuesday and Wednesday um, for about $3.9 billion worth of uh, shares. And so now the question is for, first off, and, and, and this is what Joel was saying uh, Elon, the, the, it is well within his right to do this. It's only notable because the guy literally never sells, right? He hasn't sold, I, I think, in like five years. I told you. I, I watch the filings closely. I never see Musk drop a filing. He, yeah, it's because he never sells. So so here, but here's the deal. So how many shares have been sold total, like in the yeah. last three days that we know of from the SEC filings? Um, a, Do you have that number? Over 4 million. So 4 million shares. He owns, and you can see in his trust, he still owns 166 million shares there at the bottom. That's the last one. Yep. So, And it was 171, I believe. So you're right, over 4 million shares. But if he says he wanted to sell from the Twitter poll, he says, should I sell 10% of my holdings? That's not 4 million shares. That's 17 million shares. Yep. So there could be another 13 still to go if, he is indeed going to sell 10% of the holdings. So this is not 10% of the holdings. This is about 2% of his holdings. So there could be another 10% to go. So just, you know, being careful here because the stock is ripping, thinking he's done. It's up 27 points, thinking he's done. Full disclosure, I do have a small position on Tesla. It's really minute. I should just cover it so I can freely talk about it. Um, But because it's just a leftover odd lot, actually. Okay. Okay, I've covered my Tesla. Wow, I was is actually... that due diligence or what? We're, yeah, so you know, I just, I just co- I, it was a literally, it was a little piece of an odd lot that I didn't even realize I still had. So I had shorted this, you know, last night after it had popped 30 bucks because I thought this was stupid, thought it was popping $30. It hasn't come in at all. 
So I don't know. Maybe it will come in. Um, I just want to be able to talk about it. Will I reinitiate the short on Tesla? Maybe. I don't get it. I don't get why it's up 28 points. I don't get something off and do take a position on it. So I, I, I don't know what to say. I, I, I don't understand. So now I'm flat Tesla. Um, so now I'm going to freely talk about it. I don't understand. I don't understand why it's up 28 points when he's only done 20% of the sales he was going to do. Does everybody think he's done? Is that the reason? I'm asking you guys. Yeah. I I don't I also don't know. <laughs> if it know. wasn't uh if it I mean doing a simple math, Dennis, uh no. Uh, if, but... if he's going to go and he said he would abide by that poll, that means he's still got about 13 million shares to sell. So that means he might be selling today, he might be selling the next day, he might be selling the next day. I mean, it's taking him 3 days to get rid of 4 million. So if he's got another week and 13 million to go, he could be doing this for another week. Yep. So I, I don't totally get why we are rallying here, um, but it's up it's up 27 points. I may reinitiate the short again after the show. We'll see. I, I don't totally understand it. Uh, but, you know, when I don't understand something, maybe you shouldn't be trading it either. So yeah, I, it ripped and roared after the filings because everybody maybe thinks they're done. But when you do the math on this, I don't think he's done selling. Chat chat says they they agree with you. I, I think I think there's more filings to come, and you know it's popping up. Musk sales could put pressure on the stock, so I think the 27 points here is a gift, to be honest. So I ha- I haven't had time to drill down on my levels yet, but uh, I do have one one level in mind uh, that I'll discuss with Elon later on uh, okay. moving forward. But uh, it's a nice bounce. Got to 1120. That's your pre market high. Uh, the volume was pretty big yesterday. Uh, dipped under a thousand was bought. I would, you know, if I was still on this and I was like taking the whole Elon factor out, I, I wouldn't want to see it go red today. I, I'd like, you know, 10, 10, 67, 95. I'd be like, man, I set it out those two days and now it's getting to bounce. I don't want to be, you know, and what about 1100 now? I mean, you know, is that, is, could that be a level like institutions that are long a zillion shares, they're not going to say, you know, they don't have to file it, but they'll say, wow, man, I missed 1200 Maybe it'd be good to peel out of a couple million at 1100 There's no direct level there, but, you know, if it gets to 1110 they hit some, 1090 it hit some. So he might not be the only one selling out there, but uh, I, the, that, that close is pretty important. 10 You could also do the 50% retrace one of the full move, 1243 down to nine. That, that's my number, Dennis. Eleven fifteen. Eleven fifteen. You already. That's the one I texted Eli. Okay, so eleven fifteen, and that's where yeah. we struggled here in the pre-market yes. here as well. Yes. So you know, obviously, we got to eleven twenty. It looks like at four o'clock in the morning, yes. and everybody got so excited. Yes. So excited. Oh, Elon Musk is done selling. I better buy. Let's do the math. The math says he's not done. So chat, the math says, says I don't chat. want to be long it yet if he's not done. I, I put it. We put a poll in the chat. Eighty-two percent say no. We don't think we may done. have slightly influenced that poll because we just said we think he's not done, and then we did a poll. But uh, I don't think he's done. We don't know. Maybe he is done. Maybe maybe the filings are still to come. Maybe he already sold. You know, it's a good point. You know, it's you have to up to you know it might, it might may have sold more Tuesday and Wednesday that we haven't seen yet. But I think he's still got more to go. I don't think he's got this all done here in the matter. Of why the heck not? I mean, it's such a. I mean, man, the guy built a company. He built this stock. He held he on this whole time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I think people he... should just like forget about. It. I mean, not well, forget if, it if you're long to stock, 
So what? I don't care. I'm not saying he's doing anything wrong. Although when he put out that poll and it was he had pre-planned sales already in place, is kind of a little bit this is stupid. interesting it's to stupid. say the least. But you know, kind of, he could do what he wants. I have no problem with him selling stock. He's held the stock forever. So sure, I have no problem with that at all. I'm just saying if he's still got 14 million shares to dump, I think the stock probably is going to you know maybe give up these gains. So we'll see. You know what I want to know is what's he buying? What's he putting his money into? Uh, right? Well, well, for, well, first things first is he's paying a lot of taxes. taxes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's, first he's buying taxes. Yes, he's pay, he's buying taxes. And then you know, maybe, I don't know, maybe uh, dumping it into SpaceX. Uh, I don't know. Okay. Uh, All right. Fi- 16 minutes. Can we move on now? Well, to... well, well we no, can with move on. Oh, time. no. Now we got Mark Chaikin. Yeah, we can move on with Mark. Oh, right. Exactly. Let's so, see what Mark has to say. He's been around Wall Street for... It's 25 years more than me. He's been around for 75. So come on, what's Mark have to say? I don't know. Let's ask him. Mark Chaikin, the founder of Chaikin Analytics and the uh, Chaikin uh, Power Gauge and the Chaikin Oscillator and any number of other indicators joins our show now. Mark, good morning. How Hello are you? Hello You don't expect me to talk about Tesla, do you? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Is what... he done? I it doesn't, it doesn't I matter, think done. guys. Come on. You know, the stock has, has achieved, you know, critical mass it's it's got liftoff and it, this is all short-term chatter no are you are you a buyer See, of the dip it's on yeah absolutely Mom, absolutely stop. if you believe in tesla you got to be our power gauge is bullish for, you know it's stayed bullish now for, for three months and but i've got some interesting ideas i want to talk about that are not tesla okay let's go let's go three stocks unity software big Swing yesterday after the earnings. Everybody's talking about the metaverse. Facebook has actually done Unity a big favor by renaming uh, and focusing people on the metaverse. But Unity Software is a killer stock. And they announced an acquisition yesterday of the largest special effects studio in America. And they're making money in the metaverse right now. They enable 3D gaming developers to get into cross-platform distribution with advertising built in, but they're actually using augmented reality in industrial applications right now in the mm-hmm. construction industry and in the automobile industry. If you believe in the metaverse, and I do, and I think this is a very, uh, a concept that has legs going forward, I think you have to own Unity software. Mark, let me talk to you for a second about the the metaverse here for a second, Uh, because, you know, you're up there, you know, with me and, you know, Lisa and I had a discussion going (laughs) up to the Michigan basketball game yesterday and uh, and we were stuck in traffic. And I said, can't you wait, you know, in a year or so, you know, maybe we won't get the season tickets. We'll just be able to sit at home in the metaverse and a year or so, a couple of years, whatever, and, and, and watch the game. And she she got very upset with me, and she was like, "No, I'm going to the games. I, uh, you know, this this whole meta like I've been mentioning metaverse in my household for about three months, and everyone's been poo pooing me. And now it, you know, now it is all over the place. I mean, I guess it's you know, I mean, would you? Where do you see? I mean, there's a generational shift. This is definitely we're moving up and out. So this is just uh, it's going to be a generational shift, and this is uh." This is here to stay. What do you what do you think about? Yeah, that? I I agree with that a hundred percent. And the um, you know the the 
trend was accelerated with the lockdowns that we saw where people got yeah. comfortable not going out, although I think they are going out to concerts now and Houston uh, being a horrible, tragic outlier. But I, I don't know if, the, you know, we've had, I go back to the 1950s, they had 3D movies where you put on glasses, but this is serious stuff. A, a construction manager can walk through a building site with an engineer and uh, with these goggles on from Unity and actually see where a, a duct is going to go and how that's going to affect the floor Good plan. Point. You know, this is, uh, so, you know, I always like companies that are making money before the trend. So in the metaverse, you have, we well, have NVIDIA because, you know, the chips are key and the AI stuff is key, but... Uh, I love Unity. I love the price action. Um, and he, there was a wild day after the earnings were reported. The stock had traded at a new all-time high, sold down 20 points yeah. in the morning, and then rallied to make a new all-time high. And that's with Kathy Wood selling a significant part of her position. So uh, sometimes these sales don't mean anything. You know, if Elon Musk was selling his majority position and not going to be tweeting about the company anymore, then I'd be very concerned. But Elon Musk is going to continue tweeting positive things about Tesla. They're going to have a free access to capital basically forever, as long as Elon's tweeting and they keep delivering cars. So I like Unity. And then the second stock I like is the first time I've talked about a, um, a Bitcoin stock is Marathon Digital. Oh, did not see that one coming. Marathon you, like, you like Marathon up here, the miner. I love it. I love the story. I got, first got into it when I was out at the Stansbury Las Vegas conference two weeks ago, recommended the stock at 53. It, it, to the conference, it ran up to 83, uh, I guess, on Monday. And now it's pulled back to the 65 level. The story here is really compelling to me. They mined Bitcoin. They had 30,000 quote unquote miners. I guess those are the computers that, you know, do the grind. And they're upping that to 133,000 miners by the second quarter of 2022. So at current prices, they have the ability to mine $2 billion worth of Bitcoin every year. And if you think Bitcoin is going up exponentially, as a lot of people do, uh, then this is a really leveraged, interesting play and very liquid. You don't have to open a Coinbase account if you don't want to. What to happens when the mining is over? I mean, once all the Bitcoins are mined and we're at like 17, whatever, million of the 21 million that are going to ex be in existence, what happens after that? And I, I, you know, obviously I'm not a crypto fanatic here. I just, you know, wonder on these miners that are all making a lot of money mining right now. And there's actually obviously competition for them too. We've had Frank Holmes on this show multiple times who obviously has Hive blockchain, which I own as well. Right, right, right. Blockchain is, is a competitor as well. They're, they're, as more and more competition comes in, like Frank, and, and put the analogy out there, it's like a drop puck, you know, and everybody's trying to get it, you know, and I just wonder if the competition continues to get so intense, if eventually we have an issue in the long run here that there's just a lot of competition. And, Obviously, once the Bitcoins are all mined, isn't that like the end? Like, how does it work? I guess, you know. Well, how... but, uh, so Marathon Digital has 500 million worth of Bitcoin on their balance sheet. Some of that they bought in the marketplace. Some of that yeah. they mined this year. 
But let's let's assume that there's a still two years left and they can mine at current prices four billion dollars worth of Bitcoin, compare it to the current market cap. Uh, Bitcoin doubles. Now you've got eight billion dollars worth of Bitcoin. What are they going to do with it? Well, they can sell it. You know, they own the Bitcoin. They can sell it and invest in who knows what NFTs, uh, augmented reality. It's it's they're building up a pool of assets that are in demand right now uh, with no end in sight. You could argue that Bitcoin is an inflation hedge for the younger generation. I guess it just continues to have to get this having and this having, which makes yeah, mining I, continue makes on for the yeah. longer term. Yeah, right? I just I, I think this is a really interesting play. They're doing it here in the U.S. and Montana, North Dakota, a little bit in Canada. Uh, and it's an interesting play. Very volatile stock. I think you got to buy it on the dip. I like where it's come down. Joel, do you see a level, a support level here on the chart? I, I mean, mean it, it broke out from 65. I'm looking at the chart here, and it came back down there yesterday. So I like yeah. when you have, uh, you know, old highs, uh, you know, as new support. So we'll take a look at that. Uh, I guess no one's concerned about energy consumption anymore or energy usage. I guess that's no one cares. About Maybe in anymore. Wyoming, they, in, in Montana, they don't care about or it. That's eat. what I've never really totally understood is the this is green energy understanding this. I don't totally get it. But, I mean, we've had Mark Yusko on the show arguing that, you know, this is green. But uh, that they because they use, you know, obviously more efficient energy sources, not coal mining it here. But... I don't know. I I've, I kind of still think this is a waste of energy in the long run, the whole Bitcoin thing. But I guess if you think it's going to replace the financial system, which I do not do not believe that. And I own Bitcoin, full disclosure. Um, so, you know, I'm talking against my book here. But I've always wondered the whole energy. And Elon Musk has wondered this as well. You know, he obviously he tweeted it a year ago, you know, when Bitcoin took the dump that, you know, he didn't know if he could get behind it because of the energy concerns. So. I'm not yeah, sure how that I, I'm, I'm clearly late to the party here in Bitcoin and Ethereum, but I will tell you, I opened up a um, Coinbase Pro account for my granddaughters. Oh, wow. To try and build a college fund. And, you know, I had an alternative. I could have bought stocks, so I would, probably would have bought the Spider and the QQQs in equal amounts. And in 10 years, what are they going to do? Are they going to double? Whereas Bitcoin and Ethereum have the potential to go up 10x. Now, will they do it? Is there a reason they should go up 10x? I, I couldn't tell you that, but that's what the young people think. You know, the, whatever the gens are, Gen X, millennials, wherever they are, they believe in this as an alternative to a, um, you know, a central bank-based system. And the more you get into privacy issues, the more it becomes relevant to them. So... Is it a store of value? No. Is it an inflation hedge? Maybe. Is it an alternative currency? Yes. And you just have to find the safest ways to play it. But my point about opening the Coinbase Pro account, I've had online accounts, as you have, Dennis, with TradeStation and Schwab in the beginning and so forth. I pick up my iPhone and in a glance, I see what these, you know, the top five uh, digital tradables are doing. And I see a mark to the market account with all my information. They make it so easy to trade and transfer money in from your bank and back out again that I can see why the younger generation is getting hooked on this. They've made it easy to get in and out, whether you're an investor or a trader. Also, the 24-hour market. You know, you're, yeah, not, exactly. you're, not, you're not dealing with gaps. 
You know, yep. you're not, you're not, I was talking to my one buddy who was re- is real active and he's like, yeah, I, 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 I never, you know, there's no, never gaps. It's like, boom, 11, 59, 59. And then boom, it rolls over. That's why, you know, that's why I follow the futures. I know sometimes they're out of sync with what happens during the weekend, but at least I got an open, I got a high, I got a low, I got a close. I mean, I can't, you know, unless I can automate my Bitcoin levels at 11.59 and 59 seconds, it's tough, but it's, uh, there's a lot of things to be said for that. Is anybody doing good Bitcoin analytics? You know, technic- um, technical analytics? Oh, oh yeah, uh, I'm sure. That's a good sure question. Yeah, uh, like Quantify Crypto d- d- does some good stuff. I know we, we've got their heating app on the platform. There are a few other names. I'm, I can't think of them right now. Um, there's one that I had open for a long time, but I'm blanking on it. But... Someone was using Check and Money Flow early on with Bitcoin, but um, we we're looking at it. I think you know if 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 there's nothing there in terms of real value, then technical analysis has to be a big asset. Yes, yeah, I, I think it's all technical, but I really think where you hit the nail on the head here is the inflation hedge. I think you've got money managers that see the CPI number yesterday and think. I don't want to hold cash, so I'll hold Bitcoin as a cash alternative here yep. because at least that should hypothetically, you know, try to keep up with inflation here because we know the Fed just keeps, you know, printing money and printing money. And, you know, we can argue, you know, Peter Schiff was wrong for a long time, but let's look at what's happening here now. We've got inflation. You know, you can look back to Peter Schiff's book from 2006, uh, Crash Proof, and say, yeah, he was wrong for 13 years, but the pandemic has kickstarted a lot of stuff that Peter Schiff talked about in his book, where we do have inflation issues here now that don't seem to be going away anytime soon. And the younger generation, and even myself, see crypto as a hedge against that inflation. I think that's the real driver. Yeah, I do. And, you know, if I had the choice between Bitcoin and Ethereum, I would opt for Ethereum just because they're they're transaction-based blockchain more, more um, practical uses. Practical uses, but um, they're going to go hand in glove pretty much. Um, the other thing, since you brought up inflation, you know, moderate inflation and low interest rates is a really bullish prescription for the stock market. It could be. And, you know, it, sure, the 10 year yield went up yesterday, but the Fed is not going to do that. If the market decides to do it, the, the Fed will step in at some point where they think it's gone too far. So I'm I'm still bullish on the market overall, even though we've gotten into my 4,700, 4,800 range as of Monday, uh, because inflation and low interest rates is an incredible prescription for, you know, there is no alternative. It's a Tina market. Yes, it is. Uh, and that's why I stay, you know, somewhat fully invested yep. here too. I mean, I was up to, you know, back in the summertime, I was up to 40% cash because I was nervous, yep. but then you just start analyzing. You think I can't be that much cash because where is money going to go? I mean, I, I just see it just keeps trickling into the markets and obviously into crypto as well, but it's, it's trickling into alternative investment classes, it's trickling into everything except cash, like yep. U.S. dollars. So I'm with you. That's exactly my scenario. Too much cash in the summer and close to fully invested now. Mark Chaikin is the founder of Chaikin Analytics and Chaikin Money Flow and the Chaikin Power Gauge. He joins us every other Thursday to talk about the markets and he's still bullish is the answer is the summary here. Mark, um, always a pleasure. 
We'll talk to you again in a couple of weeks. See you in the metaverse. Well, no, actually, Thanksgiving is a couple of weeks. So oh, do, let's let's reschedule. Right. So let's reschedule. Let's do a Thanksgiving special. Let's not uh, do that. Let's uh, not do that. Well, eight fifteen in the morning. Dennis we'll is be, working. We'll Dennis is not taking work. a day they off. They forced me to work every day. We'll all be up roasting turkeys or uh, whatever your alternative. Uh, it's not going to be beyond meat based on the earnings. Oh, that you know, today. That's a good segue. He just gave us our segue into there our you go. Dog. No, we got to follow the script, Dennis. Well, it's, uh, it's, earnings. it's on the script. Wait, 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 hold, on, script. Hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. Real fast. Because uh, the chat's asking uh, for the, the, the three stocks. It was Unity. It was Mara. And what am I forgetting? Was there a wait, I didn't mention it. Doximity. D-O-C-S. Oh. They also yeah, reported. Yeah, baby. Yeah. Here's a company that's actually making money in telehealth as opposed to Teladocs, which has lost money for 19 years. And the CEO oh. was on CNBC yesterday. And he really makes sense. This is his second appearance. He came on after the first earnings report. Now he came on again. This guy knows this business cold. And he's very non, you know, non-hype, non-promotional. So one thing really got me excited about it. Uh, I have a position in it. Um, Same here. Uh, they, he talked about how one of their monetization paths, they put up ads from hospitals, from medical practices that encourage people to book appointments. And yep. he said that the return on investment for the ad spend is 17x. Whereas in other venues, when they do this, they get two to three X. Wow. That tells me that all of the, that more and more of these people are going to be using the Doximity platform to drive revenue. And, uh, you know, this is a great business model. And, and the one other thing that I love about this is their retention rate is up around 170%, which means that their client base, the 80% of the doctors in America who are on the platform, are using it more and more, spending more and more money on the platform. This is uh, this is a very long term stock, and it's highly volatile. It dropped from a hundred. I was just going to say, yeah. don't don't look at it. Andrew. Don't trade it. Don't I look never at look it. at it. We got it, and Lisa picked this one up. She was supposed to get some shares. She told me we were supposed to get some shares in the IPO, and I'm like, Lisa, we don't have a Fidelity account, and she's like, No, I can't. And then supposedly there was 45. I said, Just buy it. You know, forget about it. Yep. And uh, that's what we did. So uh, well, I yeah, don't know that, the that, story really behind this. So this is. Well, it's it's, uh, it's it's Facebook. It, it's um, LinkedIn, LinkedIn and Facebook, Facebook for doctors. For doctors. Okay. It's, it's a and but but I will point out that they have a lockup that expires tomorrow. Oh, that's six, six, <laughs> six month lockup from uh, the original public offering. So good. And that's part of the reason the stock just sold. They sold down on a great earnings report. Yeah. It was down 20% after the earnings came out on Tuesday night. Uh, and so who knows what kind of selling pressure the lockup will generate. But, you know, any weakness in here based on that. DOCS is the same. DOCS, yeah. Thanks a lot, Mark. Thanks. Be good. That's well, great. Schedule, Mark, schedule, great. A date, schedule a date that's not I, I'll, I'll, I'll email you. I'll email yeah, you. let's All do right. it. All right. And, Oh, sorry. I just I just cut you off. Sorry, Mark. Uh, real fast, <laughs> wait, just to put a bow on the, uh, the the Bitcoin conversation, Dennis. I forgot to mention this to you yesterday, but I should have, and I will going forward. On days when we get economic data like that, you have an instrument. You have a Bitcoin instrument. You can you can use it as a hedge. You can go to BITO or uh, BITO, right? You can go yeah. to the Bitcoin. I don't know if you saw that yesterday, but you you, you can go to that. 
right? It spiked and you can off. Use that too. I keep forgetting about that one. It spiked off. It's gonna take a while to figure that one out with the stock. It spiked, it spiked off the number. It spiked yeah, right off the number. Yeah. Right? So, yep. so you it know, makes you sense, have... but then it sold off too. So, well, that, well yeah, we interesting. <laughs> you know, like it, it, it's tough. Bitcoin is its own animal to a certain extent, so it kind of does its own thing. And right. you know, logically thinking, you think, oh, inflation's hot here. I better get in Bitcoin. I mean, that would have worked for about a hot minute, and then it, they pulled the rug out from under yesterday. So, all right, it, so it, it's tr- it that's is, why trading. It's okay. it's tricky. We we skip Disney. Let's go to Disney real fast. It's the exact opposite of how things were last year. The rest of the business is uh is recovering, and Disney Plus is not doing so hot. They reported two million new Disney Plus subscribers in the quarter. It was their uh their their lowest number for new subs in a quarter since the service launched in November of 2019. Um, and it is a, a dramatic, dramatic difference from uh, the growth numbers that we saw during COVID, right? When, we, when we're seeing, we're seeing quarters of, you know, you know, 13 to 20 million new subs in the given quarter. And now 2 million subs, uh, new subs last quarter. We know that's kind of the only thing that, that investors, kind of care about it with regards to disney so even though the rest of the business is doing okay here yeah. the slow growth disney plus not what you want to see the eps missed the sales uh did beat a little bit um and then the call was a big meandering call they talked about so many things they mentioned the metaverse doing their own metaverse yeah not sure how, not yeah. Sure how that'll work but uh that's the magic word of the week or the month um i don't know it, it, it was i didn't feel good about the the, the the report going in and and i feel vindicated here. well i i i specifically and i'm gonna pat myself on the back on this one here because i have so many twitter haters that say i get 100 percent of my calls wrong so in this case i absolutely hit the nail on the head on disney um i said it on the show that i was nervous about this stock i tweeted out three minutes at 357 i tweet out i think the disney plus numbers are going to disappoint we will find out in a few minutes they absolutely disappointed. The stock is down 10 bucks here. So maybe I'll get one right out of 100, according to my Twitter followers. But I definitely got this one right. Um, this was low-hanging fruit. You could pro- you could just you know feel like just from watching my own kids, they don't watch it as much as they did. And uh, they're the target audience. Even other people were tweeting back at me on that saying, yeah, they don't watch it. They don't watch it. The Disney Plus has a serious content issue. The CEO said it on CNBC in an interview saying, we're going to come up with better content, with more better content. Because the content that they have is awesome, but they don't simply have enough of it. So they need more content. If they want to compete with Netflix, they're going to have to start building, you know, the non-kid stuff out there. Kids, three, five, seven years old, still like Disney Plus, but you're not getting the Spencer Israels. You're not getting the Joel Alconans to go and unsubscribe from Netflix. And you can subscribe to both. But And I do subscribe to both. I have it for my kids. But if I didn't have kids, I would not have Disney Plus. So if you don't have young kids, you're probably not subscribing to Disney Plus. The Mandalorian was awesome. They do have some more Star Wars series coming. That's going to be awesome as well. I love Disney's content. They simply don't have enough of it. And that is showing up in the numbers now. Wow, I got so many things that I want to say on this. Um, the first thing is I wish I would have put a date on that upper line there, that 168 area. Just bounce, 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 right? You could have bought it how many times off that? Now you're busted through it. So now you you want to get it, you know, if you're hoping to get a pop on this, I don't know, you know, it could always fill that gap at one, you know, in 174, but that 168 is going to be loaded with sellers. 
because that was the bottom of the range. And then you look at the monthly candle there. Now, this is the candle I'm referring to. You went quickly up from 150 to 160. I would get, and also you had these tops at the 150 area, I remember. That's where I would get interested in Disney, is if it came in to 150, or if I had a long-term uh, short in the issue. Also, they were talking about the metaverse, and I don't know. I don't know how that's going to do for your theme park business. If that's you're, what people were saying. Yeah, yeah. And then the th- I just wanted to go to one, and this is the last thing I'm going to say about the metaverse, okay? okay. Is that... This is the met. We are in the metaverse right now. Okay, we uh, we Dennis and I, along with the programmers at Benzinga, we had to create the metaverse because remember when we first started going the show, Dennis. We could not connect with you. We went through how many different platforms? Remember that Skype and all these different things. So the Trying metaverse is nothing figure new. Figure out pre market prep. Yeah, the metaverse is nothing new. I mean, this has been, I mean, this whole show, everything we do, this is, this is really, it is. So it's just getting started, this is but we created spot. it. We created, Adam Brat. I don't know if he listens to the show anymore. We drove him absolutely crazy. Remember, Dennis? We tried, I, know, I remember Adam Brat. We tried how many different platforms? And we still switch every week. You still try and get us to go to what was the last one? Restream? <laughs> Look, I mean, this it, is it, the metaverse. Yeah, the technology we use now didn't exist back then. Um, that's one thing. It was on and, Skype for the longest time, and then Skype. Yeah. How can, how did Microsoft mess Skype up? I don't understand. Remember, Skype worked for the, the longest the time. Skype could have been so much more. And yeah, and, you know, we know Microsoft, the most valuable company in the world, but you're right, they dropped the ball on Skype. You know, I, I, it is what it is. I mean, you look here. The metaverse, I, I think we got to, is Disney going to be a big part of the metaverse? I think that's where we're going because we're yeah. still talking I, Disney. I don't know. Uh, I, I think I so. I do. I think that they can, you know, utilize this in their theme parks. I think that there's a lot of technology here. I do think Disney is going to be a big part of, you know, the experience of the metaverse. I think that the parks can be a big part of the experience. I love that storyline. I think we're early, though, on that storyline. They got to get past the disney plus because right now right the biggest problem with the disney stock and this is why you know i love the company disney i love the content they produce i love the parks the biggest problem they have is that they have a huge disney plus premium built into the stock huge and that's this getting zapped chart. out of it to the tune of 10 points today to the tune of maybe 10 points tomorrow um it's tough to be a buyer of this company when the disney plus is not performing and it's such a big part of at least the story behind it i know it's not a huge part of the revenues but there is a 30 40 50 point premium in here for disney plus and some of that is getting sucked out of it here now and so would now, i be a buyer at 140 on disney ooh, absolutely maybe not 150. 150 maybe 150 um because you still got the parks they are going to be a metaverse play maybe they will figure out disney plus it's not going away you know, maybe they'll come up with more content. Maybe they're going to address. I liked hearing CEO on CNBC saying we're going to come up with more content because I've been complaining about this for six months that they don't have enough content. So they're listening. No, they're listening to what the people that. are complaining that's about. That's an ugly well, looking you, monthly. That's, we'll, that's all we'll, I can find say. Out, we'll find out tomorrow. Tomorrow is the Disney Plus uh, content extravaganza. They're gonna that could that. be a nice pop. If you're getting, if you're stuck on this and you want to wiggle out at 170 or something, 171, that could be a nice pop, a nice fluff where they, oh, they got, they, now they have great content. What great timing! They have the earnings. They talk about content and they have this. That what a, what a dog and pony show. I mean, 
what timing for them to do that? But the, um, yeah, the last thing I'll say about the Disney Plus thing is uh, they did still reaffirm their their long term Disney Plus guidance. They even though they just missed badly on as far as, far as numbers for last quarter, yeah. they, they still said, "Hey, by the end of 2024, we still think we could have between 230 and 260 million." Disney Plus subscribers. So w- what they're saying is, in the next three years, we're going to double. We're going to more than double, is what they're saying. That's it. And now, uh-huh. now it's a question of do, does the street believe them or not? What do they and do with those parks? I mean, if you talk about a reopening trade, we're coming out of this pandemic. I mean, these park, you know, these parks should be picking up. How uh, you they know, are, and they did, they they did, they did? and they okay. are, but nobody cares about that, Joel. So. <laughs> That's just no the way cares. it is. They just care about it. And, and they are, and we are, and it is a reopening play. And there is a buying opportunity on Disney. I'm not saying shorted into oblivion. I think the easy money was made just being shorted into this report. And maybe you're covering today, but you are taking out critical support here too. I think it's got a date with 160. I don't know if we're going to get 150. I think I would be a buyer at 150 in the long-term account. Um, you do have that pesky little low 160.52 back in January. I think it's got a date with that. I think we could see eventually see one. Maybe get a little bounce there. Uh, Maybe. I just, there's too much, you know, the reason that, uh, I mean, yeah, you might get a bounce. 160 is a psychological level. The reason that I, I don't put as much confidence in that is because of all the months that like it held 168, right? I mean, there's a lot of people that took long. You guys took some longs over 160. Didn't you, Spencer? Or you, you didn't get uh, in yeah. before the big pop. There's a lot of people scratching their head now. 180, 190, 195. It just was up there too long, too much volume traded, you know, for it to just bounce at 160 and go right back to 180. But we'll see. That's uh, We'll let Mr. Market tell us. But right. Uh, right now, the pre-market low is 164. That's all we can base it on, 164.04. So that's your level for today. The bottom of yesterday's range, if you see that, Yippee ki yay, man. 173.87 was uh, was uh, the low from yesterday. I'm sure a lot of people would like to see that. Where do you want I, to go? I mean, here, here's a, and I've just, you know, got a message from a friend, Paul, and he's saying the parks could go virtual parks. What do you think of the thought process of like a metaverse? Park? Sure, sure. A Disney World. I mean, I, 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 I agree, Paul. That's a great point. And he just messaged me. But I agree. Um, I think there is um, a place for Disney in the metaverse. So I, I, so, Looking here today, I don't think I'm coming in and selling my Disney shares now. I think you're we're selling them ahead of the report, and I think you're finding a buy point in here because I do think – I do believe they will figure Disney Plus out. They know there's a content issue. It's nice to hear that. Maybe they're going to come up with more content. We know we got some more Star Wars series coming. We'll have some more uh, Marvel series coming. So there's going to be – you know, they could fix that problem. And then it is a metaverse play. So I do think that the pullback today is a buying opportunity. I'm just not sure it washes itself out one day. Yeah. What if they come out with a uh, a metaverse gate where you can go inside Herbie the Love Bug? You can and, do uh, all of that. Yeah, the metaverse makes sense for Disney in the parks. It really does. So I think it's a meta. I think it is a metaverse play. I think Disney is a metaverse play. So I think it does bounce yes. back here, and it's, it may not take that long. So it's on my shopping <laughs> list. Full this disclosure: it was on my sell list yesterday. And now it's it's come that a lot of the Disney Plus premiums you're just losing probably twenty percent of the Disney Plus premium that was in there overnight. I, I think there's a play in here to actually be a buyer of Disney somewhere on this pullback. I, I think you had it right the first time when you said it's a it's a metaverse play, but it's going to take a, a long time. We're ahead of the story, yeah. But before people are saying, "Whoa, Disney is a metaverse play," you don't think of it as 
You know, they didn't rename their stock Meta. Meta did. <laughs> <laughs> Walt <Yeah>. Meta. <laughs> Walt wouldn't be too happy Walt about that. Happy, so. All right, let's move on here. You want to go to Beyond Meat next? Can I just say uh, one thing? Yeah. I always wanted to go to Blizzard Beach and yeah, get completely soaked. And go down that 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 big. Uh, Lisa won't go down it. You can but do it in the metaverse. I'm not gonna do that. That's gonna be no fun in the metaverse. Might be. How do you switch lanes illegally in the metaverse? I don't oh, that'll be slide. easy to do. I don't know how you get that sensation of being wet though in the metaverse. Not like yet. Jumping and jumping down the right. slides. We got to cover more than three stocks today. Let's go. Oh, that's the goal. All right, beyond me, we'll go there next. Oh, story oh. over. This was a tough one. I'm sorry to everyone who's in this thing. But uh, the EPS, uh, they missed quite badly. They lost $0.87 cents per share last quarter versus an estimate of a $0.39 cent loss. Uh, their sales also missed $106 wow. $109 million. They gave sales guidance, also missed quite badly. They guided 85 to $110 million in sales for the current quarter versus $131 million estimate. And they also said, on top of all that, yeah, we are, we're having some supply chain problems. So, And, and, and if you go into the store now, you see the burgers are on sale. I see the Beyond Meat burgers are on sale. Half I said that time. months ago. Yeah, I know. Well, <laughs> months ago, you'd be making a lot of money. So that's, it's a, there's a lot of money to be made. Just go into your store and look Eyeball at the test. experience. Eyeball test. It's still worth $6.2 billion, or at least it was yesterday. So maybe it's only worth five or whatever now. But, you know, just putting, giving you perspective of how irrational this market can become at times. Tyson Foods, which is your biggest chicken producer, is worth $29 billion. When Beyond Meat was at the highs, it was approaching the Tyson Foods market cap, which has the entire, basically, chicken market. You know, and here you've got an alternative to that. And they're like, oh, yeah, it's going to be all Beyond Meat. Well, it's not. And you know what? It's coming to roost here now. We've had lots. And, and, and what a gift. What a gift you guys had. Fill the gap. Gentlemen and, and, and women alike. Back in January when we had the short squeeze from hell on this thing. And it went back up to $221 a share. And that was just unbelievable that everybody who bought this thing off the hype back in 2019 when it got 239 almost got their money back at the beginning of January 2021. This year. This year. So when you get those ridiculous short squeezes, you sell. And you're going to get more short squeezes than Beyond Me because there's short float. Well, actually, it's not even that high anymore. So it's already come down enough. I guess it's not that high anymore. But at one time, it was a higher uh, short interest stock. It's not high anymore. So maybe you aren't getting any. Actually, no. Let me go check that. I was looking at the wrong stock. I was looking at Tyson Foods. What's Beyond Me short interest? It's probably still high. Yeah. Short interest. Yeah, it's still 27%. So you're going to continue to get short squeezes in here and those short squeezes are all sells in my opportunity this is a stock in a clear downtrend now all sells to be sold i'd like buying dips on stocks and uptrends like unity yesterday um Ooh, great beyond call, meat clear downtrend you got a dip here i don't buy dips on stocks and downtrends because they get dippier just like peloton how so about how about I, this I'm not a fan how about of the dip why did we was it lower guidance or something when we went from like 105 108 to 90 was that lower guidance or something? Uh, and then yeah, look at that, because when you mentioned the gift for shareholders, Dennis, yeah, what I was, was that move the other? Was it lower guidance? I mean, I, I remember, remember I told either. Lisa like six months ago, I'm like, just don't 20th. buy those things anymore. What you was know? Sell off. It was October 20th. It was uh, guidance, right? It was no. Yes, it was. It was guidance. You're oh, right. so they told you it was going to be they, bad. They told you it was going to be bad, and then it's bad. You punish it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and it goes up and fills the gap. Boop. Buying oh. that thing up there. 
Who's doing that? Who bought that at 108? Why were we not looking at that and shorting the hell out of that, Joel? I don't know. On that gap bill. What a technical trade that was. All the resistance up at 110. They tell you it's lower guidance and comes back 10 days later because the market is just stupid at some points in time. And it fills the gap all the way up to 108. And now we're down to 77. What a gift. What a gift. Every single time this thing rallies, it's a gift in my opinion. Hate it. Next. All right. Do you want to go to a sofa here? Yes, Spencer. You were in this one, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm back in. Black you said now. you were going to buy this on a good report. You said you would have no problem buying yes. this at 23 or 24. Spencer. You're right. You're right. I guess I absolutely, and I'm not, I'm not going to back off from that. I did say, you know, if it's a bad report and it goes to 18, I'm something I'm not going to average down, but I could average up if it's a good report. I, I'm not, I'm not. This isn't a trade for me, right? If it was a trade, it'd be different, but it's not. Anyway, the earnings per share was good. They beat the estimates. Uh, sales uh, beat the estimates as well. Uh, said they added 377,000 new members during the quarter. They gave some guidance that came in basically in line for the quarter uh, and higher for the year. Uh, and all that comes down to a uh, couple buck move higher. I screwed this stock right up. I had it at 14 and change right near the lows. I sold it at like 17 and change because I thought it was topping out at 18. It did. Came all the way back down to 15. Again, I don't rebuy it. And now I look back at 23 and thinking, why did I ever sell it at 17 and a half? So that's the problem. If you're going to sell them and scalp, get back in. Didn't get back in. Now missing the boat. SoFi, hot. Up near the highs, trying to take out the highs, but you were hanging out at the highs. So that's an important level. Do you set the platform, Spence? No, I don't. Oh, oh, okay. Sorry. No, I'm just curious. <laughs> no, I no, I mean, because to me, it, I, I don't know a ton about the company, but it seems like, you know, like the banking for oh, the but new I, should, I, I probably should, though. Should the I? new you know, uh, you know the what? What are you guys? Gen what? What are they called? They're running out of letters. Well, what Z, Z is the current one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, pre-market high in this one. Uh, that comes in at twenty-four and a quarter. Uh, you haven't been up there in a long time. You have an old. Let's see what happens. I mean, you take out that pre. You know what happens when stocks blast off and take out the pre-market high. You know what? Don't know where the heck they're gonna go. Monthly high at 24, uh, 95. If you're looking for another target, SoFi, S O F I. Where should we, should we go to Open Door? This was going to be, this is so interesting. Because sure. we were wondering, right? Open Door, closed uh, door. Well, well no, it's open now. It's open now. But what I are they going to say about I iBuy? said this. Yeah, you did. Uh, it ended up being a really good uh, report, right? The EPS beat, their sales beat, and they gave guidance. Above the estimates, and the takeaway was that what happened with Zillow—they're on the opposite it, end of the trade. Basically, yeah, it, it, this is not a instant buyer business model problem. This is a Zillow problem. They screwed up. Open Door is profiting from it. They're doing—they're they're doing what Zillow tried to do. Yeah. So it was, a, it was a pretty great report for Open Door. It was basically just an indictment on Zillow. The one issue you're going to have is you have massive, epic, super-duper resistance up in the 24 area. And that's where we kissed in the, right after the report. You can see the big pop-up right to resistance points. Use these Joel Alconan levels. They work a lot of the times. In this case, it worked again. So you got epic, huge resistance above here. So it's hard to just come in here and be a buyer. I do like the fact that you know it's rallied and it's obviously getting it all back. But it's a stock that broke trend and now you're getting back above it. 
if it could get up above 25, it actually becomes more interesting than at 23 and a half to 24. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming, I wish I'd used Indeed. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility all at Indeed.com P-R-E-P. Just go to Indeed.com P-R-E-P right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com P-R-E-P. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Joel, I, Joel, I said it perfectly. So Joel, yeah, I know, yeah, nothing, yeah. no, <laughs> All right, uh, let's let's move on to a firm, kind oh of the gosh. same. Uh, I mean, the strong. You just gotta buy those storied stocks that are I, loved. You a firm. Those are the ones you buy on the dip. Man, if you're buying a firm ahead of this report yesterday, you are raking it in, as that <laughs> NAT CEO says. It's raking it in. Good job, dip buyers in this one. It's the same story. Earnings good and guidance raised. That's all you need to know. Stock uh, is just love. <sighs> One seventy six sixty five. Let's see. It didn't get there. It got a little bit over one seventy five. So ten bucks off the high. You might have to pick an intermediate level, but uh, if you want to hold out for the old time high, one sixty six sixty five. Just three pretty ugly looking candles here. So like your one forty calls, they were absolutely worthless yesterday, and they're now worth you know twenty five bucks. I don't know. I don't know how you don't lock it in, but we'll see. I'll tell you. I think both of these stocks affirm in unity. I'm going to throw out the poll. Which one hits 200 first? Because I think they both become $200 stocks. So which one? Obviously, unity has the lead. It's 178. This one's 165 and change. Um, I think it's going to be unity just because it's closer there. And that candle yesterday on unity was unbelievable. Stock down 9%. They bought the hell out of that. And they didn't even waste any time. They could not stop buying it yesterday. I like both of these stocks. And this is uh, at least I, uh, at least from technical basis. I got I got a chunk of this uh, in like twenty one and a half, twenty two, and uh, had a little bit for a swing trade. And I pulled the dentist. Which stock? Which stock? MQ. Okay, he moved on. Yep. Yep. And uh, yeah, that's up fifteen percent this week. I know, and I never. It just kept on. I just. I. I. I lost track of it just trying to pick it up off in a swing trade and still got it in the long-term portfolio never never letting it go but nothing today nothing today and a little bit of regret up for sticks uh earnings for mq last night as well so uh a lot oh, they had earnings too uh, no. yes yes what a dummy 
<laughs> uh, people are asking about Palantir. Are we getting the, you know, the most loved stock on Wall Street? Is it a this is a trading range stock, folks? Yes, it is. Uh, yeah. So if you if that's what you like to do, then pick your range and stick with it. Right now, that range is what twenty two to twenty seven. You were just at twenty seven. Really? Wait for twenty two. I would say like even lower than that. Twenty, twenty one, twenty two. Really. Your your buyer, if if you're thinking that this is just going to be the same type of chopping up, this has been, you're exactly right, Joel, the kind of stock you want to sell premium on if you're an option writer. It's the kind of stock that you're buying, you're channeling. Remember that channelingstocks.com? You're right. 21, 20, 22, probably a buyer. 25, 26, probably a seller. The one thing I will say is that is an ugly two days, so it's not easy sledding back. So you're going to have epic resistance up at 24 now from the people who bought it after day one saying, oops, I was a little bit too early. So they'll want to get their money back. So you get up in the upper 23s, you're going to find resistance. So I'd be more inclined to actually sell the rip on this one around 23 and a half to 24, looking to bring it in around 21. You know, and I don't know how much is it going to affect their bottom line, but they bought a big chunk of gold. Remember that? Did they? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if we know anything they do. Yeah, yeah, that, we do know that. They Check the pros. Yeah, I'm not no, making it up. No, 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 gold no, keeps right. going, Joel. The inflation know, trade is gonna, on. It's working. Silver got too. The gold. When when did Palantir buy gold? I did not make nah, this up. No, I made pro. This well, they also bought Bitcoin. Didn't they buy both? Uh, hold on. Let's look in the pro. I don't even do know. We, do we still know what they do? Do we understand what Palantir does? Yeah, they have government contracts. So what are they? Okay, they work for the government. They, they work for the government. They work for the government. That's what they. When that's did a they good, buy gold? Uh, August, Joel, Joel, August seventeenth. Ooh, yeah, August seventeenth. Right. Let's see where gold was back then. They're buying the dip in here. Right. Look at that. Maybe on this day, or maybe in this area. So they bought a lot of it. But uh, uh, yeah. anyway, someone just mentioned. They said they saw. Um, uh, ride at 15 and, I, yeah, I, and I'm like oh my god it's at 15 we're going to get Marcus back on the show try to close the deal is what happened if you're wondering why what it's happened 15%. to Ride last night uh, they, closed, oh, 15%. they closed that deal with Foxconn for the sale of their facility good, yeah. good for them when you're selling on, stuff dude. when you're selling stuff it's usually a selling opportunity for the stock too so sorry uh, not a fan I'd sell the rep uh, despite, oh man, got the 750, Dennis. Yeah, so they've already sold the rep. Yeah, I continue to rip. sell the rep. Uh, Not all right, a fan. Uh, it is nine o'clock, so uh, uh yeah, you got your guest. I'm gonna hop, uh, triple D. I'll talk to you at uh, 10 o'clock. Uh, if if Peter, I, I, I don't see Peter right now, but I know there's a lot more tickers we didn't get to. We didn't get to uh, offer pad. I know a few of you in the chat mentioned that OPAD, similar to Open Door, the report was also good. Fossil. Is your big gainer of the day F O S L major inflation in watches apparently? Uh, because that makes fossil, sense, fossil just blew that it does make away. Sense. Money, Mitch, pick from last Monday. I can't, nice. remember, I can't remember all your picks. You're making you gotta stick on Money Mitch. I gotta, I can't, I don't write anything I'm down. Not Money Mitch with the song. Money, I follow Money Mitch too. You know, I we gave you started, he he won me over at Workhorse, and now I always listen. When he throws me a stock, I always take a look. Sometimes I agree, sometimes I don't agree. But when Mitch throws out a stock, I always take a look. Yeah, anyway, it was a, the, the EPS. I'll bring up the chart here. The EPS beat, well, here's the newsfeed EPS beat, uh, sales beat, guidance raise. 
Look, look at look at Fossil F O S L. It's your biggest gainer of the day. So like thirty percent more than that. Look at the this. big move. I don't chase moves, but you know it kind of makes sense. People are buying stuff, man. Buying watches, alternative asset classes, alternative to cash. It makes sense. I wish I would have listened to Money Mitch. The trade was three days ago when he gave the pick on Monday. Wish I would have listened. I'd be up 33% right now. So that's all yeah. I can say is good job, Money Mitch. Good good pick. And then uh, well, go back to my movers tool. You can just see the biggest gainers, right? We, we had a firm. We talked about that. A, a firm. We, oh, biggest loser of the day uh, besides Beyond Meat. Uh, two big ones. Paysafe and Bumble. Both moving off earnings. I'm sorry. I know there's a few, few people in our chat long pay safe, PSFE. Um, it's not going to get better. doesn't I, look safe. I, I fear. They they yeah. missed and then they cut their guidance. And uh, Bumble, I didn't actually look at that report yet. Let's take a look, see real fast. Uh, they bumbled EP, it. EPS, down year over year, sales uh, beat by barely beat their sales number. Uh, they're the estimate there. Uh, they gave sales guidance for the quarter. Looks like, looks like it was okay. Sales guidance for the year was okay. Um, best in breed is match, you know. So Bumble's trying, but I don't know. You're back near the all-time lows here. I and I always say, write this one down if you haven't written it down over the last five years. When a stock's making a new all-time low, you got to go, and you are very, very close to making a new all-time low in Bumble. So you could bounce here. Thirty-nine is a critical level. That's the three lows back from May June. Are back in May. We went bang, bang, bang. Yeah, right, we're right there. Lows. Yeah, we're right Huge there. Huge level. I tend to think it's going to take it out. And I tend to think it's going to get ugly after that too, because then it's all pain. So we'll see. It might bounce here the first time. Takes it out. If it eventually breaches it, though, I absolutely don't want to own it. So thirty-eight ninety-one is the all-time low. I never want to own a stock making a new all-time low. It's usually a recipe for a disaster. Usually it is. All right, Dennis, have a good rest of your day. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Uh, I, I, I hope uh, your kids feel better. Uh, let's bring on Peter Tuckman here, live from the trading floor in his house, a.k.a. the Einstein of Wall Street. Peter, good morning. What's up? What's up, Benzinga Nation? How's everybody doing? We're doing. How are you doing? I'm okay. I'm actually not at the Stock Exchange. I'm in Houston visiting my family. Oh, you're not at your house or these things. You're live from the trading floor in Houston. Excellent. Um <laughs> The new Houston Stock Exchange. The new Houston Stock Exchange. All right, Peter. Uh, I have been very excited, excitable the past couple of weeks because there's been so much going on. Um, of all the things, of every day, there's like a dozen stocks up 20%, a dozen stocks down 20%. Not even all of them are earnings related, which is kind of the craziest thing to me. Of all the things happening, what what has your interest? What is top of mind for you right now? You know what? I, I, I have to really address what you're talking about because I think it's really super important. You know, when we talk about day trading, people are like hopping into stocks on hype, you yeah. know, at the highs of the day with some of these stocks making major moves. And we keep begging people to realize that it's just the FOMO is a dangerous dangerous uh, 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 prescription for trading because, you know, I, I get it. People don't want to miss out on these things, but every day there's another one. Every day there are four or five of them. We're seeing moves, whether it's earnings related, whether it's Fed related, whether it's the hype and the stocks are getting memefied, you know, those moves, those volumes of volatility is wild. So I beg everybody to be patient and really use technical analysis when it comes to these names because yeah. they're dangerous. You know, when you have a stock going up, as we, you know, I think you and I mentioned it um, uh, last week was the with CAR. You know, when you see a stock go from, I think I think it had traded wildly before we spoke last week, 
when you see a stock go from 159 to 547 and then back to 260, you know, and you see a majority of the volume above the four or $500 range, you know that a lot of people are getting hurt in the stock and not making money. And, you know, and then we come back to it and then you see the moves on earnings. You see the PayPal, then you saw uh, Peloton, right? You're seeing Peloton get cut in half. You saw Myrna selling off $60 two days in a row. And so some of these names, you know, I, I don't look, we always talk about, you know, especially with David Green, too. We've seen this movie before. Well, I don't really think it's clear I've ever seen a movie before where you're seeing the valuations get cut so badly. You know, stocks go up and down. Look, good news market goes up, bad news market goes up and no news market goes up, you know, and then you're seeing earnings come out that are positive stocks go down. Earnings come out that they miss and they go up. So it's kind of confusing, right? Is it a matter of the expectations are, are, are uh, sort of ill, ill, per, Ill described or, you know, you know with, with earnings or whether the trade is too crowded or you've got just, I mean, have, have you ever seen that? You know, you watch what happened in Peloton, right? Look, Peloton yeah. was the golden child during COVID and I get it. People are starting to go back to the gym and all that, but is it worth a valuation cut in half? You know, is it a supply chain story? You know, the, the exaggeration in moves on the way up and the way down are, are in, incredible. Um, earlier on the show today, uh, we were talking about Elon Musk selling his shares, and, and the question came up, uh, I think in the chat, or uh, maybe just a question we've had, but when someone like Elon Musk is selling, you know, millions of shares uh, across a couple of days span, how is he, or, or or his broker? How are they doing that? Because you're you're used to being on the floor, and you've seen big orders and big institutions work in and work out. How is he working out of that position? Is he just going off the VWAP? You know, it's a really good question. You know, we've all often described when you and me when we started talk about a little historic, um, uh, historically how the market used to work. We talked one day. You and I talked about block trades. Right. The way the way when market makers used to make make deals, we'd come in, we have a hundred thousand to sell or a million to sell. A bid was made. We would hit it and then we would proceed to work out of a, a large position on the, whether we're getting into a stock or out of a stock. In today's world with algorithms and whatnot, I know on the floor that my handheld can really give me an option of 30 different algorithms. I can be aggressive. I can be passive. I can be a TWAP. I can be a VWAP. You know, I can be 5%, I can be 10%. So, and those, obviously, those are algorithms that every broker upstairs has access to. There are other platforms that people are able to trade through. Um, you know, is he giving it to a broker on the floor? You know, I mean, it is a NASDAQ stock, so we don't t trade Tesla. So it's not happening through the NYSE, right? But clearly a broker is doing it. He's handling it quite well. Look, we did see uh, Tesla down 100, uh, you know, we saw it down one hundred and ten dollars, one hundred and sixty three at one point. But that was actually the day before uh, Tesla, uh, before he had agreed he was going to sell the stock, I think, you know, so I'm not really clear. You know, he, he gives it to a broker. He may spread the order around. Um, and but, you know, I, I, but I guess like people, maybe not Elon, but like people like Elon. Right. When when you see a. CEO of a company, you know, has got a 10 beat, uh, uh, a pre, a pre planned sale, for example, he's got to work out of this position. They, you, I guess there's more, there's multiple ways to do it is, is I guess the answer to that. You know what, to, to be honest, uh, Spencer, I would willing to bet if he was selling five, was it 5 million shares 
Uh, $5 billion worth It was $5 billion worth. It was, it was okay. uh, I forget the number. You know what? I'm willing to bet that whoever represents him made some phone calls, got three or four people involved, and the print traded off floor. I guarantee you that's the way that was done. You know, you know how the way the stock acts. You know the enthusiasm in the sector. You know that Rivian went public yesterday. Everybody's hot on electric cars. I would imagine three or four phone calls, and they were able to place the $5 billion worth of stock in a minute. I was, I was wondering if you were going to say that. I was wondering if you were going to say that. So, all right. <laughs> I, 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 I'm willing to bet you a million dollars that's what, exactly what happened. Okay. It, was a, it was a couple of phone calls. People said, we're looking to sell a block of $5 billion worth of stock, and we get some bids. And I would imagine it was oversubscribed. I promise <laughs> you. It was probably down $100, which yeah. is nothing to the stock. They right. surely did not want to bring $5 billion worth of stock into the marketplace because it would have spooked the whole thing, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, that, that, that's great insight there, Peter. Uh, and then I guess, uh, is there anything else on your radar right now? Uh, did, did you have a reaction to the CPI number? Do you not care about the CPI number? What, what, what else, what else is on your radar here as we, we you know what? I'm sort of looking at whether there's going to be any follow through on the sell side. I think what is the market up three handles this morning? We're on we're three, uh, uh, percent. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So we're bouncing back from yesterday's sell off. Right. And, you know, it's so funny how with the market where it is in general, you've got one or two days where the market feels a little weak, whether it's just a pullback, a consolidation. We're responding to supply chain inflation numbers and whatnot. Um, And suddenly it's the end of the world and it's doomsday. And this is the end of the bull market. We've seen it, you know, for the last three months, every time we had a small sell off. And then again, we come into the market this morning and there's there's a bid in it. Right. You and I have spoken about it a lot that any any slight discount. Normally, in the old days, you'd see a market sort of at this point trading at record highs, let the market come in two, three, five percent on some bad news uh, before it would bounce back. Now we see barely a one percent move in the market and there's a bit in it that's pretty strong. So I'm, I'm, I feel confident. I'm not sure what will dislocate this rally, but it surely feels like the market's telling us it's nothing. Nothing's going to happen too soon. I feel like uh if you have to say to yourself, this is the top, that means it's not the top, right? <laughs> is that generally right. how it works, right? Look, look, look at what happened in Rivian yesterday. Look at what happens. Yeah. Look at the enthusiasm. Look at crypto, right? There's, there, there are probably people still sitting on the sidelines who missed the boat on, on the market, on some of these IPOs, on crypto, and they're just jumping in now. There are people with, you know, they're, they're the meme guys who are, who are out there buying stock with abandon just because, just because, you know, there are a lot of new millionaires out there trading the market these days. And so, you know, it seems, as I said, good news market goes up, bad news market goes up. It just feels like that people are just dying to get involved in something to make an investment in their future. And the stock market's the name of the game at the moment. All right. Peter Tuckman is uh, also known as the Einstein of Wall Street. He also runs Wall Street Global Trading Academy, the link to which is in the description of this video under where it says his name and his Twitter handle. Peter joins us every Thursday. We appreciate it. Peter, thanks for coming on. Have Pleasure, guys. Day, Technical analysis rules, guys. Check it out. Technical luck, analysis man. rules. Uh, okay, it is 9-12. Live trading with Benzinga will be starting at 9-15 today, so like two minutes from now, basically. So I'm going to wrap up the show here right now. Thanks to Peter. Thanks to Mark Shaken.
thanks to all of you in the chats. I know we did not cover everything. We 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 never can, unfortunately. There's so many questions from the chat we didn't get to. Uh, the the Elon Musk Tesla thing. We could talk about that for like an hour. I feel like uh, so many tickers we didn't get to. We didn't even get to the fact that it's Singles Day. I should probably text Dennis and Joel about that. Or Joel knows. I don't know if Dennis knows. It's Singles Day, right? Uh, it's a national shopping holiday in China. So Alibaba in focus there. We didn't even mention that this morning or yesterday for that matter. So uh, watching that, um, watching all the earnings movers, right? We covered like a half dozen of them, but there's like a hundred more. Um, so yes, stay tuned to live trading with Minzinga. We will cover as much of the stuff as we can. We'll take more questions from our chat and you can just watch Zunaid and Ryan and Mitch, uh, make some YOLO trades, uh, risk, risk controlled YOLO trades, uh, stocks and options, and, uh, just hang out with us through the open. And that being said, please remember all the information from our show is meant to be used as informational purposes and not for investing or Trading advice, if you can, before you go, do me a solid and just like see that thumbs up on the screen. It, it looks it looks just like that, right? You can just hit that little thumbs up button and then that'll be a like and that will make me feel better about myself uh, and my life. So uh, please do that. I'd appreciate that. We're at 365 right now um, and I'd love to get to 500 today. Uh, thanks uh, to uh, for the Super Chat comments. I believe Matt Miller. Uh, left a couple. Matt, I'm, I'm sorry. I saw your super chats, and uh, we did not have time to address them today, but but I, I wrote them down. So uh, we'll cover them for, uh, on live trading here, because I, I wrote down your, your chats as you gave them. Um, so thank you for that. And um, that's it, guys. Live training with, with Benzinga starting right now in like 30 seconds, and we'll just hang out through the open. Everyone, see you there. Did you know nearly all stock price changes of 10% or more result from a single news headline? That's right. News headlines have a unique ability to drive stock prices up or down. These news catalysts create trading opportunities every day. All you need is a little help to reach out and take them. And if you're looking to grow your portfolio, it doesn't matter if your investment budget is small or big. An easy-to-read stream of news headlines will increase your opportunities to profit from price changes in the stock market, consolidate a knowledge-based investment strategy, and grow your portfolio. All you need is Benzinga Pro and its powerful news alerts, price tracking, and portfolio monitoring to make a positive change in your trading performance. We've already helped thousands of retail traders across the world, and they could not be happier. Increase your market knowledge, boost your exposure to big movers, and make informed trades before major price changes. The opportunities are all around you. Subscribe now, and we'll skyrocket your portfolio today. When everyone's on the same page, getting things done at work is easy. No matter what you do or what industry you're in, how you communicate is key. Everything you type is equally important to collaboration, and Grammarly can help. Think of it as your AI writing partner, empowering you to communicate effectively and efficiently so you can make a bigger impact in the workplace. 96% of Grammarly users say it helps them craft more impactful writing. And as the gold standard of responsible AI, Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that allows your team to make their point and move faster. By understanding your writing and context, Grammarly provides relevant, personalized suggestions. 
And with tone suggestions, you can navigate even the most difficult work conversations. You can also save time from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds with one click. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.